Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, usually there's a backdrop behind me. That's not this green screen. Um, but, you know, we had some technical difficulties. The fact that we got this show going at all uh, is a miracle. So um, we'll, we'll just take it with that. So uh, as the title and the description will tell you that tonight I have on uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Zeb Proctor from uh, TNTA. He's also a political activist and a uh, former crayon eater. Um, we're going to be speaking on uh, Bill Lee and Tennessee Republicans' efforts to pass red flag laws in the state of Tennessee, which obviously for um, anyone who knows how laws work in the United States are fucking bad and horrendous. Um, but we'll get into that in a minute. we got to do the thing that keeps the lights on, which is this thing. You can find us on all of these platforms, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. Very, very soon, we will no longer be on Facebook because I am so tired of dealing with Facebook and they're just, they're horse crap. It is a cesspit of just stupidity, lies, and double standards. So I'm looking to leave Facebook forever and for good. So uh, that'll be coming very soon. Um, and I'm not sorry about it. I'm not sad about it. I'm just ready to get off Facebook. Libertarian Party Veterans Caucus, leading libertarians to veteran issues, leading veterans to libertarian solutions. Go check them out. They've got a website, all those good things. Go check out the Libertarian Party Veterans Caucus. The lunatic libertarian. He's a lunatic and a libertarian, possibly. Um, because the show, I don't know why the camera just like did that, but that, that was a thing. Um, go check him out. He's on all the podcasting platforms. Check out the merch. It's dope. I'm even wearing mine. I, I wore this to the gym. That's why it's all sweaty. Get outside. That, that's, a, that's, that's the next message. Go outside. Touch grass. Get off Twitter. Be a human being. Stop being a, an internet cave troll. Okay, so um, you can also catch the merch at notarealpodcast.com. As you may have noticed, the name of the show has changed. It's no longer Not a Real Libertarian because I've decided I'm done having political affiliations with the show. We're just, we're talking politics and there's no affiliation with it. It's just politics, you know? So, uh, and that, it's not even just politics. It's, it's having a good time. It's talking, having discussions and really getting people to think about, you know, how they see the world. And, you know, maybe helps other people can see things differently. Or not. I mean, that's, that's cool, too. Do your own thing. Go to DigitalTactical.com. Uh, if you wanted a ballistic face mask, if you're like, my kit is missing something, I am not yet the perfect loot drop because I don't get any training. I just buy Gucci gear. Get your ballistic face mask. Whoever picks it up off your corpse will thank you dearly. Proudlibertarian.com for all your merch needs. That's who makes our merch. It's fantastic stuff. It's really quality. Um, it, uh, this thing, I wear it all the time. I wash it a lot. It still looks amazing. So go catch, go catch all the merch over there. Buy ours first, obviously. Um, uh, but then check out some of the other stuff. They've got state affiliates. They've got, uh, other shows on there. So check it out. And then, uh, I've got, you know, just BSing. We'll, we'll have, uh, we're going to try and start doing uh, more episodes here soon. Um, but as of right now, you know. We're, we're just working on getting content together and making a good show out of it. So, 
that's kind of all I got. Without further ado, um, I'm going to bring out my good friend, Mr. Zeb, the main effort, Proctor. How you doing, my man? What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, well, apparently I'm not the main effort, so you know. You know, I had to, I had to try to match your energy on the uh, the nicknames. So uh, I knew a couple couple guys that did that little nickname. I thought it was always thought it was great. So stole it for tonight. There you go. <coughs> so uh, the great state of Tennessee uh, has had some issues recently. Um, one of which was a a school shooting in Nashville, which we don't we don't speak kindly of west tennessee but school shootings are never a good thing um but you know when it happens it happens it's a horrific thing the problem is is the response almost always is way worse than the initial incident um and that's in my opinion um, not everyone agrees with me um but did you want to speak a little bit on it yeah you know uh it, you it's it's you mentioned response and the response, unfortunately, in, in any kind of political discussion revolving uh, guns and gun laws and gun regulations, or as they like to call them, common sense gun laws, never is discussion of actually hardening our schools in a meaningful manner that's connected to the community. Uh, you never have the discussion of, you know, why aren't we arming capable and uh, willing educators uh and making hard targets out of them. You know, why aren't we partnering with, uh, you know, local law enforcement and not only just law enforcement, but local, you know, uh, people invested in the community that train and uh, that have are invested in not only the community, but the schools bring their, their opinions and their voices to the forefront of how do we harden our schools? But no, that's never part of the, the, the conversation. It's always, uh, we need to ban this gun because this gun looks uh, more mean than the other guns. Uh, even if statistics uh, prove otherwise that you can ban a, any number of other type of firearms and that that by statistics, that would prevent more crime. But we know that criminals don't obey laws anyways. Yeah, so what Deb's talking about as far as like, you know, hardening schools is there's there's two schools of thought on what kind of targets there are there's hard targets and soft targets hard targets are basically um you typically talk about like physical buildings or vehicles or whatever like that or it's also considered uh harder targets to get into and create destruction with so like a bank like a like not necessarily a bank but like a, like yeah like a bank that has armed security would be considered a hard target or um like a military installation is considered a hard target then you got soft targets like schools, airports, stuff like, well, not airports that have security, but schools, churches, things that don't typically have armed security that you can visibly see are considered soft targets because they're, you know, like a soft spot on the body. It's a lot easier to penetrate and get in there. Um, and what one school thought is to absolutely have armed guards at schools, um, but it scares a lot of people, the idea of having armed security at schools. I was someone who grew up in uh, like overseas with the State Department that had, you know, you know, a lot of, for a long time in my life, we had to go to school in an armored car because the environment we were in was so dangerous. The schools themselves had armed security with checkpoints and check in times, check out times, all of these protocols that were in place to keep the kids safe. So the question comes down to it. Why can't we do that for American kids? Well, 
as we talked about, the the response always outweighs the actual incident. Um, and that's why Zeb's on the show tonight, because we're going to talk about, you know, TNTA, which is Tennessee and State Action. We're going to talk about red flag laws, which are horrendous. They violate not only the Second Amendment, but what is it, the, the Fifth Amendment, which is your right to unlawful, uh, the prevention of unlawful search and seizures. Um, and just it, it destroys your right to due process, all of these things. And I'll let Zeb get into it a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I mean, would you agree with a lot of that, Zeb, that, you know, that something needs to be done, but it can't be red flag laws? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, the, the red flag laws where they circumvent the Fourth and the Fifth Amendment, you know, you, you essentially you enter in a weird place of possible thought crime. You know, and we're living in a time where, you know, it's not uncommon for political opponents to be jailed or vilified. Uh, so, I mean, you, you just open up Pandora's box when you give, uh, you centralize, so to speak, that power of, uh, you know, a force, monopoly on violence, uh, so specific to firearms, especially when, you know, when, for example, how many of these things work in regards to red flag laws is that, you know, say if, say if somebody makes a post or, 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 you know, makes a social media joke and, you know, somebody on Facebook sees that and they take that as a threat for whatever reason, uh, even though it's not directed at them, it's not uh, been said at them, uh, but they take it as a threat and they turn that in, you know, they say, well, I know this person's armed. I find them making threatening posts on social media. Uh, you know, uh, the, a person could have their their weapons taken. You know, uh, and if you take away the soft target, you don't have the motivation to commit such atrocities, uh, such as the Covenant and so many other schools. You know, and that starts with you know, we can't have a top-down solution to these things. Th these schools and the security and protection of the children thereof uh, need to come from the community. And on top of that, we, you talked about the difference between hard targets and soft targets. You know, it's funny that all our political leaders are hard targets. They, they, it's so funny. The people that will tell you that you need to give up your guns are the same people that are protected by guns. Isn't that, isn't that such a crazy, you know, coincidence? You know, it, and it, uh, yeah, it's easy to say you don't need guns for security when you have tens of millions of dollars spent on you a year for personal security. No, yeah. and that's not even just the, that's not even just the president. That's including uh, Congress members, uh, state house members. Um, if they feel like they need extra security, the state provides it for them. Um, presidential candidate uh, for the two major parties, they get uh, security. The only one that's been denied as of right now for the two major parties is RFK, which RIP, I think he's, he's gone next. Uh, but <laughs> which he, that's not, I'm not really worried about that because he said he would ban assault weapons anyway, so fuck him. Uh, but so essentially what you one thing you were talking about, and we'll kind of pivot back to it, say, uh, um, let's say theoretically, right? Like, you know, your 80 year old grandfather goes on Facebook and says someone should take out Joe Biden, uh, essentially under red flag laws. So cops could kick his door in, drag him out and take his guns without without a court hearing. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't uh, in some cases it's been up to a year. And so you can even have that arrangement or uh, 
court day, whatever they want to call it, until you even get heard about defending yourself to have to even have the right to own that weapon, you know. And uh, and again, you know, people will say, "Well, Zeb, Tennessee taking action," you know, bootleg. Some people don't deserve to have guns, you know. And I completely agree. I completely agree, but I don't want to centralize, and I'm unwilling to centralize that power to a central authority as the state. And not only that, we know it's a slippery slope. I mean, what's next? A ban on the AR-15? They've they've talked about it. There's been there's been two to three major mayors uh, call for a ma- uh, magazine uh, limit ban. You know, uh, to ten rounds. Uh, where does this go? And where is the data that backs up? that all, even re- banning these things would even cut down on gun violence because most of gun violence is, is, is committed with, with pistols, you know? So again, it's about power and, you know, essentially with Tennessee taking action, uh, we're just unwilling to cede, you know, our children's right to the, to bear arms, you know, uh, to the second amendment. Yeah, giving giving the government the, the ability to, to regulate firearms, uh, which is a direct con- contradiction to the Second Amendment, is like giving the fox the key to the hen house. Um, you know, why why the Second Amendment was designed to protect Americans from, uh, you know, dangers internally within our own nation and externally, whether it be foreign invaders or internal invaders, whether it be your government or another government. And so giving your own government the ability to regulate something that was to keep them in check against the people or to keep, yeah, for the people to have to keep in check against the government is it's moronic. It's the, it's, it's a stark contrast to what the, the, the regular, the reason the second amendment was created. So yeah, it's, it's giving the Fox a key to the hen house and it's asking for us to be oppressed. It's asking for more police brutality. It's asking for boots on the ground in the United States. You know, habeas corpus could be easily waived if guns are gone. Like, why wouldn't they be? I mean, th- who's going to stop them? What are you going to do? Throw rocks at them? Like, yeah, you can you can form a you know, a militia with tampons and napalm. But at the end of the day, that's a harder fight than AR-15s or machine guns or you know an M240 Bravo or anything that you can get your hands on. Making the fight fair is important. It's also not solely about fighting against your government. It's also protecting yourself against your neighbor and it's also really nobody else's fucking business it's not it nobody has the right to tell you what you can own does someone tell you what how big of a house you can have or how big of a car you can have no so why is the second amendment targeted so much Jeff? it's a good question and you know that's kind of the point of our rally coming up uh you know this upcoming january january 20th 2024 uh you know if you're in tennessee you need to be in nashville at our second amendment pro second amendment rally, but that's kind of the answer that we're, that that's the question that we're answering and that why, and, you know, in Tennessee, what we're going, what, what is predominantly the message and there's other ways too, because you attack the right from the right and the left from the left, but, you know, being a red state and, you know, so many constitutionalists, you know, the second amendment wasn't up for a voting, uh, a voting debate. You know, it was written in the in the inception of this country and the agreement upon this country that Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, not the right to bear a firearm or right to bear a sword 
or right to bear a cannon, you know, which many privateers did during the Revolutionary War, uh, the right to bear arms. Uh, that's not up for debate. That's not up for vote. Uh, you know, that is a natural light, right, as some people will say. Uh, as I would say, it's a God-given right. Whatever, whichever way you want to take, it's not up for vote. And that's essentially our message on January 20th when we when we meet to uh, rally in support of the Second Amendment and support of, you know, Tennessee legislators that are going to defend uh, the Second Amendment, you know, and also to remind those that may stand against it that they are uh, subject to their constituent that you need to protect the Second Amendment because, uh, as you said, it's no one's business. And not only that, the, the amount of defensive gun uses far outweigh the offensive and gun violence that's out there. The, the, the gun violence and the, uh, the attacks that are happening or whether it's a school shooting or just a shooting in the streets are hyper-focused on the, on the media. You do not ever get to hear the story of the defensive uh, gun use. It's never, it's never out there in the mainstream media because they don't want that story out there. But uh, no, one, no, one is, no one should be able to have the authority to tell you that you cannot own a firearm. Uh, you should have that. That is your right. And that's pretty much what January 20th is about. So the, for those who don't know, January 20th is the rally that I'm talking about. It's being hosted by uh, TNTA, which is Tennessee has taken action. Um, it's designed to show the Tennessee legislature that Tennesseans will not tolerate red flag laws in this state. This is a state that is historically rebellious. Uh, we've fought against tyrannical government for 100, 150 years, as recently as the 50s uh, during the Battle of Athens when a corrupt uh, um, corrupt uh, sheriff was trying to run away with an election, literally steal it. He stole the election. He stole the actual physical ballot box and ran to the jail, which, which led to World War II vets shooting up the uh, jailhouse and eventually throwing TNT into the jailhouse, causing the sheriff and his deputies to surrender. So it, it really does mean, you know, Tennessee will not stand for this. We, we're moonshiners, we're rebellious, we're fighters, and we're just mean sons of bitches all the way which, which way around you look at it. Um, and this, that's what this is. This is the, the, the first step in the process. This is the First Amendment. We're speaking out. We're letting, you know, legislators know this will not be tolerated. And if things get too far, there's other amendments that take care of that too. No, hundred percent, a hundred percent, and uh, and that's what that's what we're relying on. And it's also about a cultural change too. You know, Tennessee taking action. Uh, we're, we've taken a new initiative on uh, training. Uh, essentially, we've come up with a new idea. And, you know, we're real flexible with the board at Tennessee Taking Action, uh, which you know, for context, I serve as chairman, and we have a lot of different ideas, and we have a lot of guys that just want the best for Tennesseans. And we've come up with a new initiative of training uh, females in Tennessee, young females from Tennessee from different walks of life and backgrounds. But we've got our first test run happening this Saturday. Uh, and I'm really excited to see how that happens. I've talked to both the instructor and the, uh, and the young lady that's going to be re receiving uh, the training. And, you know, it's, I think it's going to be awesome for them. And, and for context, it's, the first time this young lady's ever got to be in a range setting like this in actual training. 
and I just think that's awesome. And that's the cultural movement that we need because when the second amendment was written and, uh, and throughout history, it's been demonstrated that gun safety and, and firearm handling just was a part of life. That was part of the, the written portion of the second amendment of a, a well-regulated militia, you know, formed by the people, you know, not by the state, by the people. And that's what culturally we're trying to get back to. And, uh, you know, we've got, we've got a lot of, a lot of momentum, uh, I feel like in it and, and we're growing and, you know, anybody out there watching this, we would really appreciate any support. I'm sure uh, bootleg will plug in some ways for you all to support us, but that's what we're, we're fighting it on, on very different fronts, not just the rally. We're doing education. We're doing grassroots lobbying through sheriffs and, and municipalities, a lot of different approaches. And we've got a great base of volunteers. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that well-regulated back in the 1700s doesn't mean with heavy regulation placed on it. It means to be uh, well-supplied, well-trained and well-disciplined. And one of the key factors is training. So you did talk about um, an individual lady who is going to be receiving training courtesy of TNTA through 100% donations uh, from volunteers. She's not paying anything as far as I understand. Um, and she's, if I'm understanding as well, she's being trained by another female, which is, which is beneficial because I think a lot of women feel more comfortable around other women, especially with training. Um, why is it critical for women to get more training with firearms? Yeah, I think they're a, I think they're a demographic uh, that have just in the past and historically experienced more violent crime, you know. And a lot of uh, there's so much there's so much misconception out there about guns themselves, and like a gun is just going to commit violence. Whereas for our young females and the, the future generation, and, and you know, regardless of what generation of females, if we were able to protect to arm them and protect them uh, and, and, and enable them to protect themselves. Uh, so much crime would pre be prevented, uh, you know, and I, and I hate to bring it up again and it breaks my heart, but I just, uh, my heart breaks for, you know, the, 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 the staff at covenant, that lady that was the first to confront the shooter, you know, just imagine if she had a Glock on her. You know, yeah, and I know, and I know, that, I know that's a hard conversation, but back to the heart of the situation, we shouldn't deny capable and willing staff and educators the right to protect themselves. You know, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, women, women have historically, like you said, have been more subject to violent crime, uh, specifically, you know, uh, sexually violent crimes like rape or molestation or whatever. Um, the reason being is men are built physiologically larger than women. We're stronger. We're bigger. It's easier, even without firearms, to take advantage of women. And so, obviously, you can't account for it. Like, you can't sit there and say, well, train men to not rape. That's fucking stupid. Imagine training people to not steal. We've tried that for decades. It doesn't work. Teach people to fight back. The best way to do it, and, you know, there are got great quote that's a long historical quote been told for decades god made everyone different samuel colt made us equal point blank and with 
any female with a firearm in her hands is as powerful and as dangerous as any man on the planet. And, uh, you know, getting women the training that they need, um, especially people, you know, women who have had, who have been abused and, and you know, his, in their, in their past lives or in, uh, earlier on in their lives, it's important to get them this training. And I know it's scary. A lot of women aren't, you know, super into gun culture or excited about, you know, first, but in reality, it's a tool. It's just like a hammer. You you don't, you're not going to hire someone to put on a roof for you that doesn't have a hammer, right? Cause that would be, you wouldn't trust them. It, it's the same concept. You've got to have the right tools for the right job. Unfortunately, humans are shitty, horrible creatures and you've got to be prepared for every scenario. I carry a gun on me every single day because guess what? I'm not the biggest, baddest motherfucker in the yard. I'm not even the biggest, baddest motherfucker in my neighborhood. I've got to make sure that if something happens, I can defend myself, my family, and those around me because they may not be able to do it themselves. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And, and I also think there's a cost factor in there too, you know, uh, and I don't really care to say it either. You know, there, it's always it's always a stigma that when you speak out against educational spending. And, you know, I saw recently, like in Knox County alone, they're spending $4.7 million on, on school security. You know what? Hey, I'm happy that you are investing in our children's security. However, we are passing up just perfect opportunities to to partner with not only the educators that you're talking about protecting but the communities in which they serve and you know these people are begging for opportunity you know like i am okay with taking take on the responsibility caring i want the training i am willing to partner with knox county uh, or whatever county it doesn't even have to be knox county take the county out of the aspect any type of school whether it's a city or, or, or a county you know we need to start practicing and uh, giving Tennesseans the rights to uh, to protect themselves and uh, and the children that they serve in the communities they serve, and that that starts at home at home and just on the individual level too, like you said, bootleg, because uh, that's part of that. Like you said, well regulated doesn't mean uh, it's federally funded. You know that's not what regulated means. Regulated means uh, it is you are trained, you are supplied, you are prepared. You know, that is that is what it means. And uh, that's where we're trying to get with Tennessee taking action. As we're in it for the long haul. We're in for the war. This isn't just a battle, you know. Uh, I mean, we're planning. We're planning. We got Maj Torre as one of our main speakers coming up uh, on the uh, uh, January 20th rally. We're, we're in talks, as you know, uh, with Spike Cohen. We're 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 moving and we're, we're bringing other people uh on as speakers uh and we plan to have a great showing for january 20th but i don't want any anybody watching this right now i don't want you to be confused that this is just a, a rally and then we're done uh this is something for the long haul that we are wanting to provide training and then also protect and lobby for our second amendment rights um just to give a little bit of background context you know zeb mentioned it earlier he is the chair of TNTA. I'm also on the board of TNTA um, because guns are my passion. I mean, without the Second Amendment, nothing else matters. With, with Without the ability to defend your rights, your rights don't exist. They are basically pretend and they're just written on paper and paper burns very easily. 
Um, so it does matter. And, it, and all of us feel very passionate about, you know, not just being a rally, not just being a one and done kind of thing. This needs to be a long term solution. This needs to be something we can pass on to the next generation uh, of people who want to take over and fight for the right to own guns, fight for the right to give training to people that can't necessarily afford it. And we're not looking to, you know, fund, uh, you know, people who are, you know, who have who make $100,000 a year just don't feel like getting training. This is for people who want the training and want to be prepared and want to be well regulated, just can't afford it. And that's the big thing. Guns are expensive. Ammo is expensive. Training is expensive. And being able to give that to people is important because just because you're poor doesn't mean you don't deserve defense. Doesn't mean that you don't deserve the right to, you know, be armed and be prepared for whatever the world may throw to you. Um, so I did want to bring up the important kind of topic for the night which is this horrendous, disgusting piece of trash, which is this legislation. I'm so sorry I'm cutting it out. It's, it's a technical thing. I couldn't get it to stop. It, we're just going to have to deal with it tonight, and hopefully by next next week we'll, we're not going to deal with it. But, um, yeah, we're going to bring up the, the bill now. So this is House Bill uh, 1574 or Senate Bill 1564. Um, and basically, the, the the synopsis of it right here, it tries to downplay what it really is, uh, but it's firearms and ammunition, as introduced, allows a court to issue a risk protection order upon a finding by clear and convincing evidence that a person possesses a significant danger of causing personal injury to the person or others if allowed to possess or purchase a firearm authorizes a law enforcement officer or a relative to petition for the risk protection order and then it talks about which part of the tennessee uh uh laws that it affects in all honesty all this is is just basically a red flag law with a different name they call it order of protection laws order of protection is just a fancy republican way of saying red flag laws they're 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 democrat they're gun grabbing democrats with less less brashness to them essentially and bill lee has supported this He's had talks with Democrats and Republicans about taking guns out of homes in Tennessee, and he's tried to walk it back. But we all remember what he was saying. We all remember how opposed to freedom he was when things got bad. Guess what? Freedom isn't easy. It's not fun. It's hard. But that's what freedom is. If you want to be a slave, if you want you know, to be controlled by others, that's, that's not freedom. Obviously, you can blame other people for your problems when you're controlled by others, but that's not freedom. That's not yeah. No, hundred percent. Fifteen seventy four, uh, or its uh, counterpart in fifteen sixty four, uh, they completely circumvent the Fourth and Fifth Amendment. You know, and that the it sets requirements for issuing warrants. Uh, you have to have probable cause. You have to have a lot of these things, and essentially, we're, we result to, to thought crime. You know. Uh, so many things could have prevented these tragedies, tragedies. You know, if we hardened our, our schools and gave our schools the same, uh, the same precedence that our politicians get, if we gave that same precedence to our children, we wouldn't, we would, we would be talking about less than a third of the tragedies that we have to talk about. You know, and unfortunately, where we've gotten that is that we've got 
some Republicans, a lot of Democrats in the state of Tennessee, and then some Republicans on the other side uh, that there are many of them that are upholding the Constitution on this particular uh, situation, which TNTA is a single issue coalition on, on gun rights. They are protecting us from these red flag laws. But we've got to such a divide in this culture war, the anti-gun lobby, and, you know, just trying to protect our Second Amendment rights that they force the situation where we can't even have a reasonable discussion on, well, are there physical ways that in our communities that we could prevent these tragedies from happening? Right. Whether it's at a school or not, are there ways that we can protect our, our children and our women uh, and, you know, better maybe provide training or better situations to which favor good people and good citizens against criminals? Because we know criminals do not uh, they do not follow laws. They don't follow laws. So no matter what. Which is why they're criminals. Yeah. No, you know, so there's no reason that they're going to follow a gun free zone. You know, that's something of initiative ours that we would like to see all gun free zones abolished. Mandatory carry for all citizens. You know, I don't know about that either, man. I don't know about that either. Uh, I guess in a perfect world, yeah. But uh, right, we're we're not there yet. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I like the I like the idea. Hopefully, Tennessee take taking action and other groups aligned with Tennessee taking action uh, will create and foster a culture one day where most people do carry that it's just a way of life because at one point that was a way of life in america yeah i don't i don't i'm not a big fan of uh mandatory carry or even using taxpayer money to buy guns for uh, citizens i think it should be an option i think it should be a choice that you can make i also but i am very sternly against and adamantly violently against uh banning people the ability to defend themselves um the good news is it's all not doom and gloom we've seen a massive momentum at federal court level and the supreme court level of defending uh, not only gun rights but the rights to self-defense uh through alternative means so at least there's good news um unfortunately uh, let's put it back to the bill basically this bill piggybacks off of the patriot act right it uses the same kind of system of these super secret backroom meetings with courts and judges to issue, you know, these these orders that have not been gone to trial. They haven't allowed, you know, the accused to defend themselves. You're stripping away their right. They're, they're, yeah, you're stripping away the right of innocent until proven guilty. You're assuming their guilt without even proving it. Um, and that's that's the real issue. Um, just because you say someone's going to commit a heinous crime doesn't mean that they are. People talk shit all the time on the internet. I've had people threaten to kill me on the internet. I don't take it seriously because guess what? People just talk shit and run their mouths. That's the internet. That's Twitter. That's Facebook. That's Instagram. That's whatever new crap Trump's pushing for or whatever. I don't <laughs> care. But at the end of the day, until someone commits a crime, you cannot treat them like a criminal. Point blank thinking that someone's going to commit a crime is still a violation of their rights because if they haven't committed the crime they haven't done anything wrong yeah and a lot of these you know these glory seeking uh criminals out there uh you know are going to be less apt and less uh you know have less motivation to commit such crimes 
if you start having, you know, uh, Sarah Jane, you know, first grade teacher, just blasting dude when he comes straight up before they even begin to try to start start blasting kids she she puts them down you know what i mean and and you know as far as the listeners out there maybe you think that i'm saying that with some type of like without remorse i'm making jest of it but i'm not i literally want tennesseans and you know our females to be able to protect themselves and have the right to do so and you know there's been so many lies passed out there. You know, you, you'll hear the anti-gun lobby say things like these, these crazy gun nuts want all teachers to carry. They want all teachers to carry. No, that is not what anybody is saying. All we are saying is if we, if we're going to have public education, whether you regardless of where you stand on the, the, the issue of public education, if we're going to have it, said kids in that school system need to be protected. So therefore staff, capable staff that are willing and capable that want to carry, we should allow them to have that basic second amendment right to carry. And that's all we're saying. We're not saying any educator needs to be forced to carry. That's not what we're saying at all. We don't say, we don't think anybody has to be carried, but you should definitely not have that right stripped to be able to carry. Yeah, and as we've seen in other school shootings before, you can't depend on the RSO to sit there or SRO to to defend those kids because they'll bail on those kids right out the gate. Uh, I can't remember which which uh, which school it was, but basically, as soon as the shooting started, that cop ran, beelined it to his car. Yeah, uh, Park. yeah, Parkland, Parkland, Parkland. Yeah, bolted. <coughs> I don't know what that is. Is that must be a new thing from I don't know. What in the world is going on? She knows that all kinds of. I love that. Um, but you can't depend on cops to save you because we've seen that they won't. The Supreme Court has said they don't have an obligation to save your life. Yeah. They only have an obligation to to catch someone what they've committed a crime. And giving teachers the ability to defend themselves and their students is important. And the reason I think, and I'll say this for myself, I don't want to see every teacher be forced to carry it because taking a life is a very serious thing. It is something that lives with you forever. And forcing teachers to do that is not appropriate. It's as bad as preventing them from being able to do it, in my opinion. Um, but giving them the option to do it if they want to do it is critical. Let them get the training. Hell, we spend, uh, in, ten, in the state of Tennessee, we spend $10,516 per year per student. That is more than Ivy League colleges charges for tuition for their students. We can absolutely provide firearms training for teachers who want it. And it wouldn't be this detriment. We see... I mean, we see a massive number of people who carry on a daily basis who aren't out committing crimes. Because guess what? The people who have guns and are getting training with them aren't the ones committing crimes. It's these morons who are buying guns illegally, already buying them illegally, whether it's in Chicago or L.A. or whatever it is, and they're doing nefarious things with it, giving teachers the, the well-regulated part of the militia the ability to, to have good supplies, to get the good training, and to be disciplined with a firearm is important. Even, even if it's not teachers, even if it's administrators, whether it's the principal, the secretary, whoever it is in the school, that can be the first line of defense. Janitor, sure. You know, absolutely. Uh, Could you imagine yeah, getting smoked by an 80-year-old janitor? I hope he looks like Christopher Walken. 
Uh, you know. he, he smokes a school shooter and goes, I need more cowbell. <laughs> yes. <that's, laughs> that would be the perfect setting. That would be the perfect setting. And that training, man, uh, that's that's culturally where we're headed. You know, that's the long-term game because the, the anti-gun lobby is a big fan of saying things like, you gun nuts just whenever you don't care about kids being shot. You don't care about gun violence. And no, the, 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 uh, the truth is ex- the exact opposite, you know, and, uh, you know, I'll go back to covenant because I won't shy away from it. You know, the left will try to shame me as a gun owner about covenant, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it that we need to arm our, our, our teachers. We need to harden our schools. Uh, we did get lucky that, you know, the, the police that, that responded one was a Marine and uh, those guys took charge and they put them down. It could have been an Uvalde situation. You're hundred percent right. There's been situations where over an hour, uh, the parents were outside forced to hear the shots ringing out, killing their children in Uvalde. Thankfully we had a, you know, a Marine and, you know, some Tennessee boys getting in there and, and putting, putting down the, 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 the fucking shooter. But, uh, Again, it goes back to the fact that, you know, what if we just what if we just gave the chance, like you said, the opportunity, the choice to that educator to carry? And, you know, uh, would that have changed the situation? You know, maybe you have a force multiplier and there's multiple educators uh, carrying, you know, and not only that, you look at the cost effectiveness of it. You know, uh, we could, you know, if we if we invest in and training in our, our teachers and actually comprehensive plans, not just PowerPoint by death and discussing safety, you know, actually comprehensive plans on the campus level, uh, how much you could prevent, you know, that's the, uh, that's the key there. And, you know, a lot of, uh, unfortunately with government, a lot of it is how much money, uh, everything is rated by how much money you throw at it, not necessarily by the uh, data that provides, whether it's good results or bad results. Well, and one other thing that people don't really talk about either is it's, it's a violence deterrent too, knowing that teachers are armed and not knowing which ones are armed. Um, yeah. You you know, when, when you're out and about, you know cops are armed. You know they've got a pistol on them, whether it's a Glock or a SIG or whatever it is, they've got a firearm on them. You see, you know, it, it's harder for people to shoot a cop because they know they're going to get shot back at. When... When someone goes into a school with a firearm, they know that they're going to meet no to very little resistance. If you assume that 40 educators have guns on them, it is less likely you're going to go in there and shoot somebody because guess what? You're not going to get the fame that you wanted. And that's why these people do it. They want their name in big lights. They felt invisible in their own life. They want the fame. They want their name on CNN or Fox News or MSNBC. They want the the glory and the fame that they're, they're, they're searching for. But if they're not able to get it because they dropped quickly, then you're taking that away. And, and just the simple fact that you've you've turned it from a soft target, like we talked about earlier, into a hard target, and you've added firearms, you've added these force multipliers, and you've got 40 teachers who are ready to fold you like an omelet when you try to mess with their kids. And teachers care deeply for their kids, even though most of the time they would strangle most of those kids for the behavior, especially in high school. But they would still fight to save those kids' lives because someone has to. And when you make it a hard target, it's harder to want to attack it. When was the last time you heard about a shooting, a mass shooting on a on a on a military base that wasn't committed by a service member? When was the last time you heard some gangbanger just roll onto Fort Bragg and start shooting people up? You don't, because guess what? The every single post going on 
or every every single gate going on the post has guns, has a some has an individual with a firearm who is ready to drop your ass if you try something funny. And most of them are super bored, and a lot of them haven't been to war yet, and they're just waiting for a reason to drop somebody's ass, or they're just waiting to go to college, and they'll just drop you like it's Call of Duty because they're still bored. Yeah. No, a hundred percent, and uh, you know. And- and it goes back to just reaching out to different communities too. You know, that's one reason why we went with uh, Maj Torre as, you know, one of our, our, the first major speaker that we offered was because, you know, there's such a lie being told to the urban communities that, you know, that they, guns are too dangerous for them. And you see it happen in Shelby County right now where their, their local government is looking to ban constitutional carry on the municipality and the city level. Uh, you know, so essentially they're just enacting stop and frisk laws within Memphis is what they're doing. Um, and you know, this is off the heels of a horrific police brutality beating and the killing of a man in Memphis, you know, like, like we just, it truly is. You look at America, we move from tragedy, to tragedy, you know, covenant happened and nobody talked about what happened in Memphis. You know, which was just disgusting. I wish that man had a pistol on him. I wish he had a shotgun on him, you know. Uh, uh, I, there's a lot of things like I said I could wish about that. Uh, but I'm saddened that he didn't have the ability or the capability uh, to defend himself that night. And, you know, my point is, is that these communities are being lied to. They're being sold a lie by representatives like Jones and Pearson uh, out of, out of that, that district about whether or not these communities have the right to arm themselves, to defend themselves. They're being told that there's too dangerous, uh, that it's racist to believe in the second amendment. Somehow the second amendment that doesn't mention, even mention race is racist. You know what is racist? All gun laws, all gun laws in the inception in in the history of North America. And you can go back to this to pre-American history. Gun laws have been racist. They have been enacted by white people to uh, subjugate, you know, whether it was Africans uh, or uh, Native Americans, whoever it may be. That's why they enacted it to. Now, I'm not sitting here trying to play the woke card, but a spade is a spade. You know, a spade is a spade. And if you're sitting here telling these people that they don't have that right, that it's too dangerous for them, to me, that's racist. The first, yeah, I mean, you're 100% correct. I mean, the first the first anti-gun or gun prevention laws in the United States were basically laws that prevented slaves from owning firearms. Um, you know, the, uh, Harriet Tubman, what, what, the great lie about Harriet Tubman was that, she, she, you know, nobody talks about it, but she, she carried a rifle that she used to smuggle slaves out of uh, slaveholding states to the north with a rifle that she bought with money that she got from working at a, another plantation uh, on her spare time, which apparently as a slave, she had spare time, which I'm not saying anything about that, but she used a firearm to set people free who were in massive amounts of oppression. And because, and like you said, all gun laws have origins in racism. The first laws were started with banning slaves from owning guns. If slaves had had guns, they wouldn't have been slaves. That's, that's how this thing works. You're not going to subjugate yourself because you choose to, unless you know you're you're a complete utter moron. But and here's the other thing, and we can talk about this too. 
and, and maybe maybe you can say that I'm wrong. Maybe we can debate this. My opinion of people who are anti-gun, the vast majority of them know little to nothing about firearms. They cannot differentiate between a semi-automatic or a revolver. They can't tell you what a weapon of war is because guess what? Anything you can use to kill someone is a weapon of war. Historically, people have killed other people with rocks. Are we going to do Colin says rock control? No, because that's stupid. People who don't know anything about guns say that guns are bad. Period. No, uh, you see that time and time again demonstrated uh, anti-gun rallies across the nation. It's really sad, too. You know, I, I observed a rally in Knoxville, in Market Square, you know, Tennessee taking action in our early uh, inception. Uh, you know, we were going to different anti-gun rallies and just kind of gauging what the crowd was. And, and honestly, just trying to engage with the activists and have a conversation. Uh, as you would imagine, a lot of that was met by, you know, some resistance and some really weird awkwardness, like weird flexes where we were just trying to have a conversation about it. And, you know, what I noticed was, you know, a lot of the people, you know, which I'm an educator, some of them are educators uh, on the other end of it. You know, we were having conversations. They were really struck by the things myself or, you know, Nick Barnes, uh, you know, our vice chair of the volunteer region, uh, you know, they were struck by the, some of the things we were saying. And uh, you could tell they were like, some of them were willing to have the conversation, but some of them were not. But the overall thing that tied them all together is like you were saying was a complex, a complete lack of understanding of firearms uh, and, and training and, you know, situations which firearms uh, can be, can t help an individual. And also it, they showed an ignorance of what laws they were actually talking about too. You know, they were talking about, you know, well, what's your solution? What is your solution? Well, we need to ban automatic rifles. That has been a law since, since, a long time ago, you know, uh, that uh, machine guns, banned machine guns or whatever you want to call it. That's not really true. Uh, there, there, so the what, you're, what a lot of people are referring to is the, the machine gun ban of 86. So anything made before 1986, that's a machine gun you can own. You just can't own anything made post 86, right. which there is a workaround for that, which as long as you pay enough money, the ATF will let you build machine guns in your basement legally. So not even that's true. But it's it's still made it's it's illegal effective by the fact that it's uh, you cannot get to it without said Evil. amount of money. With, I mean, you have to pay for it. So to me, in effect, to me, it's legal that is for illegal. It's legal for a fee. Uh, what's good for thee is not for for thee. What's good for me is not for thee. It's one of those. And to me, that's as good as as illegal, especially when you look at the cost of living and inflation raising. But regardless. Uh, you know, people don't realize that I lost my train of thought on that right there. My bad. <laughs> I'll, I'll help you out if you want. Um, one big yeah, thing you help me out. Talk about is is universal background checks, which already exists. The in order to purchase a firearm, you have to have a background check, which is run through the FBI database, and in the state of Tennessee, it also runs through the Tennessee uh, Bureau of Investigations uh, system. So. When, because I used to be an FFL holder in the state of Tennessee, so when I would transfer a firearm to someone, you're not 
even if you're not selling it to them, when you just transfer a firearm to an individual, you run it through the tick system, which is the Tennessee Incident Criminal Check System or uh, TICS. So Tennessee Incident uh, Check System, which basically runs it through the TBI database and the FBI database. And so if anything comes up at all, and I've dealt with this before, if, and here's the crazy part. These systems are not just criminal. If you have outstanding parking tickets, it will deny you a firearm. If you have, uh, uh, if your license is suspended, it can deny you a firearm. This is, if you owe taxes, it will, it will deny you a firearm. So it's not simply about people who are, you know, violent criminals. It's make this, the state making sure you can't effectively have your rights unless you pay them their money. So it's, it's more than just that. But yes, a universal background check already exists. Whether the system is effectively used, that's the state's problem. So why give the state more control when they're already not doing their jobs? We've seen multiple mass shooters who have already thrown up red flags, who are already violent offenders, who weren't flagged in the system, who bought guns at gun stores because the system didn't work. So why give them more control? Simply, the answer is, is people don't know the actual laws that are in place. They don't know the regulations that are out there. They just don't fucking know. And so they come out with some dumb shit like, oh, we should ban this. It's already illegal to buy a machine gun made after 1986. If you go into a gun store and ask for a machine gun made after 1986, they'll tell you to fuck off and get out of their fucking store. If you go into a gun store and say you're going to go shoot up a school, guess what? They're probably going to punch you in the fucking mouth and then tell you to get the fuck out of the store unless they call the cops first. But if it was my store and you come in talking about shooting up a bunch of people, I'm going to knock you the fuck out. And then I'm going to ask what color t-shirt you want to be on because when your family sees you next time, it's going to be on probably a black t-shirt. No. Uh, and, and you know, that's that personal responsibility goes back to it. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can the future and, and and trying to find answers to it but the most simple answer is just back back to that beat a dead horse is culturally you know make it to a point where our we have local schools local communities local churches which you see it in the churches now churches you've seen since uh the the defense shooting the defensive shooting in texas uh, where that one church member just smoked that that school that church shooter right, right off the bat it was beautiful. Uh, and then you also see, other, yeah. And you also see the other case in, uh, was it Illinois where the, uh, the, the kid in, uh, uh, at the mall was that, was that Illinois? Uh, I believe you know, it was Chicago. I'm not certain, but he was remember. arrested because he had a gun in a gun free zone and he yeah. saved lives. Yeah. He saved a lot of lives. Uh, and I mean, I'm pretty sure he was exonerated, exonerated of a lot of those, those charges. I remember that. And then obviously we have Kenosha Kyle, uh, you know, you're seeing the, uh, you're seeing the, the self-defense cases and the situations pop up. Uh, and it's just a culture war. And that's what Tennessee taking action is about is that, uh, you know, yeah, we're political, but we're also about the culture and the community and, and making it easier. That's our point is, you know, cause like you were saying, uh, you know, we don't think you should be have to have certain amount of training to have a gun, but we think you should have certain amount of training for a gun. So Tennessee Taking Action is another private organization made by regular Joe Blow and Joes like you, myself, uh, you know, Alex, uh, Van, Van Wagner, uh, uh, Tatum, and you know, all those good guys, uh, Corbin. 
made up of all of us that are just regular guys that are just saying that we're tired of seeing uh, seeing rights being legislated away. Let's do something. And one of the main things we can do is just just push personal responsibility and training and and encourage. That's really the big word I'm looking for is encouragement. Because like just you know my our mutual friend you know that we we sponsored for training this Saturday. Uh, you know, she, her words to me was that she was scared of firearms. She was raised to be such, you know, there's her literally, she was told she's not allowed to own a firearm, you know, and uh, these moments are what I live for and Tennessee taking action lives for to introduce that. No, you don't have to be scared of this inanimate tool, this inanimate object that you have complete control of that you are the master of. You don't have to be scared of it and you control it and you control your life and your protection and how you, and how you see that fit. And that's what we're about, man. I'm, I'm excited about it for us to be such a young organization. We've really, we've done some cool things in a short amount of time. And I think, uh, I think we're going to continue to do so. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of great things that are going to be coming out of this organization and I'm really excited about it. Um, if you're looking to find a way to donate or get involved or help, even if you don't want to, uh, you know, physically be involved with the rally or whatever, just go use this link down here, right there. The one that's crawling across. It says tntakingaction.com slash donate. Go donate. We're not asking for $5,000. We're not even asking for $1,000. 10 bucks means the world of difference. If, I, if, if 10 people donate 10 bucks, we are damn near close to putting another person through a, a safety course for firearms or even just, you know, getting into a class where they learn to shoot. Even if it's not a safety course on how to be around guns, teaching them how to use the gun that they already have or they might potentially have. That's important. It's critical. Um, it's, and it's more than just about getting the rally going. It's about, as Zev has said, you know, getting training, being well-regulated, having the discipline, having the training, having the supplies. And, you know, we were, I, I know I am, and I know Zev is, we're tired of seeing kids getting shot all the time in schools. We want it to stop. We want more firearms to protect people. And that's what they're for. They're not offensive tools. They're defensive tools. Unfortunately, government has made them un- uh, offensive tools. The people use them as defensive tools. How many, how many rebellions have you seen that started for no reason other than the fact that government, you know, was just existing. None. We use them as a means to defend ourselves, our property, our liberty, and our basic way of life. Yeah. And uh and that's and that's the really unique thing. I know I know there's a big kick, you know, in modern culture now to hate America. You gotta hate America. You gotta hate the inception of America. You're a racist American, you know, and like I don't take it that way. Was was America very flawed? In its inception, absolutely. Uh, and have we been flawed throughout that journey? And to, to this day, extremely. But there, there is a very unique formula to America and the Bill of, the, Bill of Rights. And even more especially, I prefer the, the Declaration of Independence is the document that I prefer. But regardless, either when you look at either one of those, it's very unique in that it outlines a very specific cause and effect of why we chose to disassociate and, and make our own way. And then and it had a very serious amendment 
in the Second Amendment that outlined a means to do so. Right? You know, that is a very clear-cut, dry, the people have the right to bear arms and form well-regulated militia. And, and, you know, a lot of people will find gray in that, and I can see where they do. I can see where you can have an intellectual conversation for long. But to me, and I think to many of us at Tennessee Taking Action, the right to bear arms doesn't tell me a right to own a firearm. To right, again, like I said earlier, right to own a, a sword or a, or a jar. Uh, it take right to own any type of weapon to protect myself, my family, and the pursuit of happiness. Pretty much, you know, and uh, and that's you know, I 100%. And you know, I hope our viewers do not can get on board. And uh, if you have suggestions, that's another thing that that's if you decide to get involved with us now. We're a very young organization that, you know, we're very open-minded. We, we want to hear from donors, volunteers, activists, you know. Uh, this is a single-issue coalition. You know, we'll, we're willing to work with anybody. It's very, very not dissimilar to the anti-war rally that you attended, you and you and Sam attended in D.C., you know. You had communists and ANCAPs. How does that work? You know, how does that work? Because they were anti-war. Right. And that was what they were there for. That's, you know, we, we hope to achieve some of that with, you know, your Republicans and your libertarians in the state of Tennessee and, you know, kind of mend some of those uh, those relationships and get to a point where we can achieve true, achieve true constitutional carry here in Tennessee. We can harden our schools uh, and we can foster an environment in Tennessee that's Second Amendment friendly and, uh, and encourages training not not regulated not regulated through the state but encourages the people to regulate the training amongst themselves yeah i mean here's the crazy thing like like they were saying single single issue coalitions mean that we're focused on one issue that's it everything else is bullshit check your check your baggage at the door we're focused on guns and freedom with firearms um what's interesting interestingly enough uh the last house race that we had here in East Tennessee, the real East Tennessee, not Knoxville, um, uh, we actually had a Democrat who ran on abolishing the ATF. I, I've never seen such crazy shit. Obviously, she didn't win because she was a Democrat. But, I mean, when when it comes down to it, we will accept anyone as long as you're willing to fight for people's rights to self-defense. And it's not like that's it. It's not about owning guns. It's self-defense. Guns are just a tool. I know plenty of people who choose pepper spray, or they've got uh, those pepper uh, pepper ball guns, which are basically just like pepper spray but at a distance. It's like paintball, but spicy paintball. And uh, you know, tasers, long-distance tasers, short-distance tasers, all of it. All of these things are considered self-defense. Hell, even even you little pig stickers. That's a great word for self defense. Give them that old prison shank, you know. Shiv. I had to throw. Yeah, there you go. Prison shiv. Yeah, I mean, throw that thing in your prison wallet. Walk around all day if that's what you're into, like Zed. And uh, just you know, self defense. It. I mean, self defense. Here's the crazy thing. It's like you said, it's a slippery slope. It starts with guns today, it's knives tomorrow. Look at London. They've banned damn near everything trying to curb violence and they fucking can't. 
They got people putting battery acid milkshakes slinging that shit at each other. Yeah. But, hey, I guess guns are the problem, right? Look at Chicago. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, dude. And, uh, and it's funny, too, where you see these regulations enacted, uh, corruption and, you know, like organized crime really ramp up, you know, really, really ramp up. And, uh, again, you know, like you mentioned earlier in the show, it's not even about just checking government, which honestly is going to be quite possibly in many cases, your least likely, uh, situation to ever happen. You're protecting yourself from criminals. You know, it's a check amongst native criminals, you know, people that are prey upon people, part of the community that prey upon, you know, law abiding citizens, uh, and people just trying to live out their day, live out their lives or, or, or make their business successful, uh, criminals prey upon them. And, you know, in turn, those same people need to have the means to defend themselves, you know, and again, there's all sorts of stories out there that you can look up of, of self-defense shootings, uh, that, that happen every day, man. They just don't get the, they don't get the coverage because the mainstream media does not want that message out there. Yeah, it's, it's all about ratings, right? School shootings get massive wall-to-wall coverage because it brings in ratings. People want to see what's going on. They want to watch. They want to watch the horrific story. But nobody wants to watch, you know, the guy who puts down a, uh, puts down a church shooter like in Texas. The guy, it was a beautiful shot. And yeah. it was not a short-range shot with a pistol. Mm-hmm. Nah, he was sitting in the front, front seat, dog. Baby. He was sitting in the front seat on the far end of the church, dog. No, he was in the back. You remember? Like, so, oh, like, yeah. So he was here, and the shooter was up near the front of the pulpit. He blasted one guy by the door with a shotgun, was running towards the uh, the, pul- the the pulpit, and this dude yeah he came shot side, a yeah. moving target, a moving target from across the church with a pistol to the head. It was a yeah. prime example, well regulated. He had discipline. He was calm, and he was deadly. That is what it's all about, and that's how you defend yourself and your neighbors. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, so we, we've run out of time. Um, the ATF is currently knocking at the door. Any final words, my man? No, uh, thank you for having us on, uh, having me on. You, you said it all like to all the viewers. You see the link, you know, scrolling underneath us, click on it. Uh, you know, hollers. we should be having merch here very soon. So if you want some swag. Uh, we'll be having that, but, uh, you know, thanks for having us on. See you January 20th. Oh, yeah. We'll see you before then. I'll, uh, I'm going to have to make a trip out to Knoxville and show you. Boys now, I was talking stuff, to but, uh... them. I was talking to them. I'll see you. <laughs> I'll see you. I was talking to, I was, I was talking to the viewers. And it, I mean, like, like yeah, show up, uh, show up January 20th. And it's important because guess what? If it happens in Tennessee, it could happen anywhere. I mean, it's... we're a battleground. Yeah, Tennessee is a battleground. If if Tennessee falls, that's it. There's a reason they call us a volunteer state. Tennessee falls, it's it's game over for a lot of states. It really is because Tennessee is a safe haven for firearms. And if we fall, we are all fucked. Yeah, hundred percent. Except for an Appalachian stand, we'll make it work. Yeah, we yeah. don't we don't give a shit. We still like <laughs> illegally grow weed and sell it. Like there's entire mafias <laughs> that sell weed peacefully yeah. out here. So we're not going to talk about that stuff. Yeah, they're doing good. All right, Zeb, my man, I appreciate you coming on. I love you, brother. And uh, see you, brother. Love uh, you, man. We'll have to have you back on before the rally. Yeah, man. Peace.
Well, with that, um, obviously, you know, we went long because, you know, I hate talking about guns. I can't stand talking about guns. I never talk about guns, which is an absolute blatant lie for anyone who's ever watched this show or knows anything about my Twitter. Um, but please, if, if you if you got a few bones you can throw, go to tntakenaction.com slash donate. It's money well spent. It's not just to get Monterey out to Nashville for the rally. It's not about getting speakers out there. It's about being, it's about doing what we talk about doing. It's about putting guns in hands of people who want them. It's about getting them the training that they need to be deadly. It's, it's the, it's giving them the means of self-defense. It's, it is being about what we talk about. And that is important. We care deeply about our communities. We care deeply about the safety of others. And this is how we do it. We give them the training. We give them the tools. We give them the supplies. And we give them the discipline. It's all of these things that will help make us all not only a safer society, but a better society. And uh, one channel I love watching on YouTube because I'm a weirdo. I love legislation and love talk about legislation. But this was a nation built by armed scholars, and it will have to stay maintained by armed scholars because without knowing your rights, without practicing your rights, and without defending your rights, we are nothing than the just placeholders for the next generation to lose their rights. Without the, and there's a reason why the Bill of Rights is written the way it is, first and then second. We need to talk about our issues, but if it comes down to it, we have to defend them. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to cut out one final time. I love you all. Hope you have a good night. And remember, drink water, touch grass, and go to the range. Get some training. You, you need it. Peace.